this world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean in uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, gimme, gimme, gimme. I feel like, you know, it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for 36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. I mean, can you imagine somebody having 32 million dollars? 32. 32 million dollars and this person has nothing and you can sleep not saying that when I'm never gonna be rich and I'm never, you know what I'm saying but I'm saying it's a struggle and I think everybody deserves and I think there's a way to pay these people I think there is a way it just takes to be revolutionary and it takes to to do something out of the ordinary Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and opinions simply hurt people's feelings. Once again, this is brought to you by the good folks that y'all refer to as Jay and Willie F. What's good with you? I don't know what they refer to us as good folks, but... Well, okay, we, we get we did get called something other than good this past week. Women bashers. <laughs> we were qual- wow. qualified as women bashers this past women week. Women bashers. And just, just, just to get this off rip, I love women. I love women, man. Shout out to T with Monroe. Um, I, I just, uh, I don't like the negative labels like that. I definitely believe that um, being being able to criticize each other as human beings should not ever be seen as too critical or, you know, critical in a negative way. Like, you kind of know when someone's genuinely like trying to attack you know attack you or trying to bash you and there, I don't, there is a bash we did that at all I, I even even i thought i even said you know a trigger warning in the beginning and i even said like this is in response to the fact that there are six traits floating around the internet right now that are addressing uh, that are addressing the the dating habits of men you know like not that dating habits but the type of men that you're going to come across in I really feel like that to me, her response was very genuine. And that to me just kind of proves the point. It's like, wow, like I listen to plenty female podcasts, whether it's black women, white women or whatever. And when they give their points on men, I'm starting to realize that a lot of times they give these points and it feels like they don't think that they're going to get feedback. Or it's rare for them to hear feedback. And once again, it's like, it's not even coming from a, a petty place or a malicious place. It's just, it's the honest to God truth. When when I think of bashing, I think of, hey, women ain't shit. Well, why aren't women ain't shit? Because they just not. You know, something That's without bashing. a just cause. Yeah, it's I, I think we fur I think we sufficiently support our stances on, and it's not just women. We we're quick to say we that us as men, men you know, oh, yeah, that we're definitely. not shit too. So I think, I think that's why I think that's why specifically her, you know, she she has a dope podcast too, and I think that's why she was able to still listen. I mean, she you know she didn't you know she said it was a good episode, and we love feedback. We love feedback whether it's positive or negative. But um, it, I feel like I don't even I don't even think her feedback was negative. No, though. no, no. Like no, I think no, it was no, like no. you know, hey. You know, she genuinely listened and she had, you know, questions and responses. And, you know, that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. And like, like I I, I read through the comments. I seen the back and forth that y'all had. And was like, you know, these are genuine questions. It wasn't like, oh, I'm here to stand up for women. She's like, you know, hey, you know, why, why do you feel this way? You know, get elaborate a little bit more on this. Like, that's a conversation that I I like to have. Well, that's what made, um, last, last episode cool because I feel like it just, it, it's going to make today's episode so much easier. I mean, it's so much, it's so much stuff we can talk about, but it's like, shit, I mean, I still firmly stand on the belief that unicorns do not exist, meaning that no matter what, you're going to have to put in some work with the mate, your potential mate. Like, you're you, not you, gonna... Man or woman, you're both going to have to put in some work. Exactly. The prototype is probably not going to be what what you're like, the prototype is not happening. Like everybody wants this unique, you know, everybody wants this soulmate. And to be honest, I mean, that soulmate might not be your life partner. Like it might not be your romantic life partner. That is the case. A lot of people don't want to accept that, but that's the truth. I mean, your soulmate may come in the, in the, in the shape of a best friend. Um, 
your soulmate, shit, might be your mother, your dad. Like, you never know. Like, it's crazy, but the the fact of the matter is we we we're able as men to express opinions and women are able to express opinions too and we never want to come off as like 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 hateful right it's just that's not us i mean we had an episode right before that where we was talking about hey man we still trying to sell this new blue piece out here (laughs) i'm like i'm on a john lennon tip i'm on a kanye tip where it's love like Y'all can hate me all you want, but I'm still finna put this Snoop Dogg shirt on. Like, I'm st- <laughs> I still Happy got birthday, love Snoop. for you, bro. Yeah. You know, like... You our, can- our views may differ, but you know, exactly. I, I still and love like, and respect you. I- I'm noticing day in and day out that people just have this mindset of like, man, fuck that nigga. Man, fuck this and fuck that. It's like, bro, like, save that energy. That energy is wasteful. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you saying fuck so-and-so or you hating so-and-so... That shit is not going to get you any more further than you loving them, right? Right. You know, like, so, I mean, I would say practice something more positive. And, and like, Pharrell say, like, I love so much, I don't know how to hate. Like, it just takes so much extra energy to hate. I know. Oh, it does, man. And it likes, it, I, I, I can sense when somebody's saying, fuck that nigga, and basically saying, I don't care about nothing that nigga doing. He's irrelevant to me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But then I hear it come some, like, I, I kind of sense somebody when they're saying, like, fuck that nigga, like, ferociously, like, I hope he dies. Like, that's when I knew that we were in troubled times when, like, I'm, I'm scrolling through Tumblr and, like, obviously that's very, a very anti-Trump site. And, like, I'm, like, they're, like, signing a position, like, to get that nigga assassinated or some shit. I'm, like, y'all boys out here wilding, like, he has a family. Like, yeah. like, I mean, I... I wanted to say, I want to say so badly, like, because, uh, I mean, people have responses for everything. Everybody's going to respond to everything because everybody's such a smart ass these days. But, like, I can even sense, as I say, he has a family that somebody's in the back of their mind thinking, oh, well, he's splitting families up at the border. First of all, that's like, that's something that's been happening, you know, and, um, People need to realize that it's these are practices that have been in place in America for a while now. It, people need to understand that outside of this country, a lot of people are very anti-American, but they want to be here. But and people also have to realize that you may have this executive order that comes out of the presidential office, whether it be Obama or Trump. And then it gets down to these power-hungry, um, overcompensating you know, geeks that were in high school, geeks that were in college and never had any authority until they got into this position that are taking this to the extreme. So you, you can say, yeah, he, he put in this this law and it could be other people that are taking it to the extreme. I know, man. I, I really just think feelings and politics are dangerous. Like we're coming up on election time. So obviously, you know, the talk, the talk is going to be kind of political, but um, I'm just saying like, this is another thing like, we should be able to express opinions about women and we should be able to express opinions about politics without people getting heated. Like we're not even, we're not even using callous words. Like we're not saying fuck anybody. We're not saying uh, this nigga, that nigga or garb. Like we're just like, Hey, y'all wilding, y'all tripping. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes Regular. y'all do this. Sometimes you do that, you know. I mean, facts are facts, and opinions hurt people feeling like that is what that is what it is. Like, if you take it so central that you feel as if we we hate a whole population or a whole species of people, then I mean, I guess I guess we have to just work on our verbiage better. But I just I just don't see it. I don't I don't I don't recall ever saying anything to the point where it's like I would rather have sex with a man. <laughs> that's how, when I hear woman bashing, that's what I feel like. I feel like, oh, this nigga don't like women. Yeah. And if he do like women, he's literally he's he he's skeeting in them, button busting on their face and treating them like trash. Like, no, no. Treating them less than human. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I, and there is no need for me to do that because there's women out there that make money off of doing that. So <laughs> why do I gotta do it? Like, that's just not how I roll. Like, that's that is literally a woman privilege to be able to just go out there and and wild out and 
now look back and be like, hey, you know, I, I'm sexually liberated. Cool. All right, do you? <laughs> like, that is, that's what y'all do. Do you? Like, I can tell, like, I hear so many conversations these days, and, like, it, it, it's getting to the point where it annoys me, but I kind of feel like it's sad that we stay, we're still to the point where we're like, well, they do it. Why can't I? Why can't I do like, it? That's your justification. I, I only want to do it because they can do it. That justification brings so much negativity, bro. Like it's it's like that is bad motivation. If your motivation is if they can do it, if you know what, and I'm only saying that if you know what they're doing is wrong, and then you do it too, thinking, well, when I do it, I don't want to hear no criticism. See, that's the problem. Um, you're you're kind of acting out of you're acting in a way that's like. Everything you do, you care about what people say. I mean, if you're going to go out there and whore yourself out, if you're going to go out there and be a dog-ass nigga, then you're doing that because you clearly have accepted that's who you are. Like, like why, are you, why are you reaching out into the bad traits of whatever other population you're comparing yourself to? For Like you said, if you want to whore yourself out and you go, well, men do it, so I might as well do it. So one of the bad things that you hate about men, that women hate about men, is that we all seem to be man whores and, and wants to fuck everything that moves. You want to say, well, shoot, since y'all do it, I'm going to do it, too. I want to fuck everything that moves, too. Like, why would, why would you pick that bad trait? Yeah, it's not, that's not what's up. That's not what's up. Like, instead of saying, you know, well, you know, well, men, um, well, men get to take care of the household. Men get to be protectors. I want to be a protector. You know what I'm saying? And, and men should approach the situation the same way. Men shouldn't be out there protesting. Like, I, there's a thing about men's rights that makes me laugh. Because, like, come on, you know, you know, naturally, three, four hundred years ago, a lot of shit was pretty much designed by men. And not necessarily designed by men, but it was the rules were set in place by a man. And in America, more than likely, a white man. So... When I see men's men jumping out there talking about men's rights, I'm like, uh, you're just doing that because you're just trying to, you're trying to, um, how do I say this? You somewhat want to annoy the women, but at the same time, you're trying to grasp the attention. Back. That's it. But at the end of the, at the at the end of the day, there is a reasonable approach to this. We can all sit down and be like, men and women can sit down and be like, hey, well, we feel like it's unfair that you approach the situation like this because, in all honesty. You're making it seem like we always get the good end of the stick and we don't. Like, it's it's very, it's very, it's very saddening. Like, I love when I hear a woman say, like, man, I used to be like this, but then like I actually talk to a man with sense. And then I start seeing, like, okay, shit, shit does make sense. Like women hold power and men hold power. Like, people forget about yin and yang. Like, that there is a balance. In that feminine energy and masculine energy, and like people have to understand that balance is necessary. Like Thanos said, like <laughs> like things should be you know perfectly balanced, like all things should be. Yeah. And when it gets like that, you get less turmoil. And right now, I say it every week, man. It's a tug of war between men and women. And in all honesty, that's a civil war that we don't want to see. Like we don't want to see that war, like men versus women. Like that's retarded. Because there are men out Granted, there. Granted, most wars are retarded. They are. They are. They're very retarded. But on the grounds of you have a vagina and breast and you feel like you should be treated better and I have a penis and I'm, I'm biologically stronger. You know, I'm naturally stronger at times. So I feel like I should be respected. Come on, man. We, we, if I guarantee you, if you just treat each other with respect and you are kind to one another... A lot of these beefs would not would not even exist, but they exist because. And this is one thing that I was listening to Homegirl podcast. She had a guy on there, and like in my opinion, you know, no disrespect to this guy, I kind of feel like he was trying to be a white knight. I kind of feel like he was trying to be a ladies' man, and he was he was on there with three women, mm -hmm. and I honestly feel like intellectually he was outmatched. Um, and he was outmatched based on the fact that he had three brains against his one. <laughs> Bottom line, you know, like 
if it was two on two, maybe it had a better chance. And even three it, brains that are more likely to sync up. Exactly. And even at the end when another man came on, I mean, you're still outnumbered three to two. Um, I was listening to um, one of the women on there. I think her name is, um, I forgot her name, but I think her, her podcast is Shades of Great Podcast. And um, I can kind of tell that she's pretty much a feminist, which is which is fine. I mean, I, I don't feel like being um, any ist is necessary, but people tend to, you know, everybody feels oppressed. Oh, like, quick question. Everybody. Go ahead. What's the opposite of a feminist? What's the opposite of a feminist? Uh, goddamn, there's a word is, for Is there it. a term? Yeah, there's a word for it. Oh. No, there's, no. um... God, with the, it's, it, there's there's opposite for uh, opposite of a feminist, but Go once, ahead, I'll but Google it's it. reaching though. When you when, even when you find the term, you're gonna be like, oh, they're kind of reaching. It's like it isn't necessary, you know. Feminists exist for a specific reason because it's in when it comes to governmental power and governmental rights. Feminists are a minority group. Women are a minority group, and they don't feel like they're being treated equally. You can't tell me that if you go to a to a, a a Fortune 500 company, and you go to the panel, like you're gonna see, you know, it's gonna be dominated by white men mostly, and that's why everybody hates white men right now. I think that is wrong as well. Like, we don't need to hate white men. We need to instruct white men that the that the things that are occurring in society don't look right. But at the end of the day, like, I can't get mad at the president of um, fucking Imperial Sugar. If every time the uh, every time the uh, ownership is transferred over to the next person is a white man, especially if it's in the family, mm-hmm. like a lot of these these are family businesses. Like fuck, you could take Jack Daniels for instance. I mean, yeah, people say let's, that. Let's take Jack Daniels for instance. Yeah, say Jack Daniels for instance. Like I think they said it's, it's the recipe came from a black man. Okay, that's cool. But if that company was started by a white man. And that white man made sure that that company stayed in the business. What can you do about that? You're gonna run up on that white man and say, "Hey, I need you to give the um, the seat the, the presidency to to a black woman because I don't like the fact that your company that you started, your family started." Is <laughs> I don't. Run by I don't a care how you man. got the recipe. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. It's not logical, and that's. I, I actually told myself recently, like I'm gonna stop using the word common sense and I'm just say. You got to be rational about these things. Is it rational to tell me, a black man, that if me and Jay start No Boundaries podcast and it gets real big, 30 years from now, the hosts need to be white? What kind of <laughs> shit is that? Makes no sense. None. If this show carries on 30 years from now, we actually want to hand the, hand the baton to somebody, we hand the baton to whoever the fuck we want to hand the baton to. More than likely, it'll be our kids if they want to fuck with it. Or or some cousins, some kinfo. Yeah. Why was it handed to some, some people that support the movement? Yeah. Why was it handed to some to some to, to two Mexican chicks? What the fuck? That makes no <laughs> Unless sense. Unless they support the movement. If they support the movement and it's an honest, genuine baton handover. Yeah. Not like, not just because. You know, come on, man. Like, did you ever find the? I I, ca- I came across some terms. I, terms. I don't I don't think it, any of them are appropriate. Go ahead. Um. There's the anti-feminist. No, that's not it. There's the masculinist. The male chauvinist and the misogynist. Like, none of them seem to be the think, term that I, I was looking for. I think. See, so they have the MRA, the men, the men's right activist. I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the best one, I guess, would be masculine, the masculinist. But it was another term that to me just made more sense. But no matter what, they're going to be looked at in a, in a, in an archaic form. Like, they're going to be looked at like they're cavemen. Like, this new generation of women that exist, uh, the ones that even the, I mean, the ones that identify as millennial, they don't believe in the social norms. They want to pull away from all social social norms. Well, most of them. Mm-hmm. And see, that's to me, that's where my beef is. It's like to me, like if you're gonna pull away from one or two of them, you might as well pull away from them all. You, you might as well because there are so many social constructs out there that, to me, they make life depressing. And, and, and it's all in, in the sense of being normal, quote unquote normal. Man, what's normal to the butterfly is chaos. What's, no, what is what's normal to the fly is chaos to the butterfly. Morticia Adams said it. It was It's a dope ass quote. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. Like, it's the life. Like, we're sitting over here enjoying life and not realizing that there are kids in Lebanon that they don't have what we have. Like, 
They can't just log on to they the internet. They don't drink clear water. Exactly. Period. Like in China, they just can't log on to the internet like we can. You know what I'm saying? Like we have we have freedoms that that are normal to us. But are they are they are they human normal? You know, like and then that's when you start thinking about um how do I say that? Well they talk about um human rights or natural rights. And then somebody's telling me, I think even my brother was like trying to tell me that insurance is a human right. I'm like, hold up now, bro. Hold up now, bro. See, like I said, it's gonna get political. But this this teeters on the on the thought of Obamacare. Obamacare is simply socialized medicine. And what you, people you seen what Canada was doing and be like, can we do something like that? Yes, and Canada in in Canada it was not perfect from the beginning. No. You know, and that's why I say like socialized medicine, yes, it's a good thing. It sounds good. It's possible. But it's not going to be gravy from the beginning. And when you stay in the uh, this is this is what we can consider a free market society, right? If I'm not mistaken, right? C- capitalism is free market. Yep. So therefore, in a competitive market, which a lot of people hate because um I've I've noticed that the more expensive things become and the more hippie-ish people become, people tend to look at competition and frown at it because they feel like, I don't need to compete for that. Just give it to me. I deserve it. It's a right. Bruh, we stay in a country where water isn't even a right. Like, come on. Water is fucking natural. I can, if, I, if I'm dying of thirst, bruh, really dying of thirst, I can go to a bayou to scoop up some water. That shit is a natural, flowing thing that's not even restricted in a lot of places. But... To be honest with you, I mean, I can't just go to any old place and just expect free water. Shit. Ice ain't nothing but frozen water. If I go to a gas station and ask for a cup of ice, what they gonna tell me? You gotta pay for that. Yeah. Whether it's 15 cents, 25 cents, it's it's it comes with a cost. Because when you stay in a capitalist society, in a free market society, I mean, that's the price you pay. I mean, these these countries and these foreigners that come over here that are anti-American, they see that. And the reason they love coming over here is because although they come from places where they don't have that freedom, they know that they'll outwork us any day because they was doing that shit over there for free. Oh yeah, I'm about to come over here, and run circles around. What y'all don't want? Y'all don't want this work? Y'all don't want to cut a yard? You don't want this work? Shh. We was, cut, we was cut yards bucks. for a dollar. Me and my partner, we gonna run through this yard. Y'all tripping? Dog, it's easy money. Dog, dog, like. I'm sitting here looking at this caravan headed towards the Mexican border. And like I'm seeing CNN talk about, you know, hey, you know, like, you know, Trump is Trump is not going to let these people cross. Bruh, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I ain't got nothing against no Guatemalans. But at the end of the day, they're, my, my mom's a Nigerian. She had a process to get over here. So me personally, I'm not finna sit here and and have my hand up talking about oh these Guatemala cause just they could just freely come over here cause they cause it's it's turmoil over here shit every other country doesn't have that right mm-hmm. why can't they just jump on boats and just be like shit let's go to America get it popping nah it don't work like that how would you I've said this before I have a home <laughs> like you not finna just come squat in my home just because you're homeless right you're an American homeless person. Is not about to just come squat in my backyard for free. Nigga, you finna pay me something. Or you finna go along, you finna go, whatever rules and boundaries I have set, we're gonna have to meet these rules and boundaries for you to come into my home. Like, people are so quick to say, oh, you know, Trump is this, Trump is that. Honestly, I tell, I tell a lot of people, like, Trump is not the sharpest. You know, but this is, this is America. Like, that, this is, this has been going on for a long time. Doesn't make it right. No. But it's been going on for a long time. And they've been going along. They've been going along and honestly been as long as it's been successful. Because I'ma give you an I'ma give you an example, believe it or not. Like, bro, you can you remember that Paris, that Paris, that attack in yeah. Paris? Yeah, I remember that. Like, it's like been and and this is not on some Islamophobic shit, but it's so many countries that don't have the strict laws that we have in place that are suffering right now simply because they don't have those strict laws in place. Like Paris, 
you know, like, man, even, even in, even in certain parts, like I've said it before, even in certain parts of China, like they were, they weren't as strict as we are and they suffered the consequences. And there are ways of going about it that is, that are more humane than others. But I honestly feel like the way U.S. does it is, it's, it's fine. Like they have a border, they protect the border. If you come over here, make sure your paperwork is right. It's really that simple, you know, but in other countries, to be honest with you, I believe there are other countries that don't play that. Like Australia, Psh, bro, it is not easy to get into Australia at, at all. all, you know, and, but people don't talk about that though, because everybody wants to come, come to the most powerful nation, the most powerful nation and the most successful capitalist country on the planet. That's what they want to come to. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where, that's where the money is. Yeah. And, I mean, or, or the dead, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, true. No matter how much they hate America, they constantly want to come here. And it ain't to fight. It's to make, <laughs> mo- it's to make money and capitalize off of greedy-ass Americans. You know, that's just, it's that simple. Hey, we playing the Powerball, we playing the, the, the Mega Millions. Bruh, billion-dollar Powerball. That's crazy. That shit is crazy, man. Like, I, I forgot Tupac said something about about for, about the lottery, man. I, it always resonated with me. And it was just like, hey, man, you know, it is what it is. I think he was like, we got, we got, we got millions and millions of dollars, man, but we can't feed the homeless. Like, right. got the lotto going on, but still homeless people in the street. It's like, man, like, I don't know what to tell you. I do not know what to tell you. I, I'm a firm believer in not counting other people's pockets. But at the same time, you know, the reality is there are a lot of people out here that could that could make some significant change in in regards of hunger and they ain't finna do it. But those same motherfuckers will be trying to push this socialist ideal on you. You know, like share the wealth. Yeah, y'all share the government wealth, but y'all ain't getting none of mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, whoa, wait, share my wealth? Oh no. No, 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 no. no, no. no. My wealth ain't enough to share. Yeah, it, it, nigga, you touch, you come on, close to a billion, bro. Like, come on, come on. You could, you could, you could make some stuff happen. Billion, golly, man. But um, I definitely, like I said, I was listening to that podcast, and um, outside of the fact that old buddy to me, kind of, you know, he was outnumbered intellectually, I kind of felt like. One of the unique things that I took away from that podcast, I kept hearing the girl from Shades of Grey constantly talk about control, control, control. Like, she kind of feels like men always want control. Men always want control. And I honestly, you know, I can't, I can't disagree with her. But at the same time, I've noticed that that is probably one of the biggest negatives in wanting to be in a relationship these days is... Somebody wants control. Yeah, that's, that's why I was hoping you were going that somebody, not just the man. But And actually, in my perspective, I think it's the person who feels like they bring the least amount of value to the relationship wants the control. Mm-hmm. Like, the, I think the person that has the most value just kind of, you know, they, they take things for what they are. You know, hey, I'm the breadwinner. I know when we go out, I'm going to have to, you know, typically pay for more things than not, you know. I'm the one that knows how to cook whenever we cook, you know, I'm going to end up doing the cooking because I know how the other person, knows. you know, you just kind of establish your, your position in the relationship, but the person that feels like their value is the less, they need to establish some control because it gives them some kind of leverage. Man, that's a, that's a good point. I, I think, I think my, my perspective, I believe that, you know, some people are just, Kind of like my mom. Like, my mom is a control freak. She's she's always been that way. And the key to this, though, and the reason why it's acceptable is because she's my mom. Yeah. Like, 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 like I tell people all the time, like, I don't control my son. I just allow my son to live a certain type of lifestyle because of he's living off of me. So if you're going to treat your mate like somebody that's living off of you, and if they are living off of you, then... To, to, to expect some type of control, I guess it can make sense. But if you're just with somebody that you genuinely love, then I don't see why you would want to control them in any type of way. Like, they should be able to be free. They should be freely who they are. And whenever I've been you. with somebody that 
I genuinely love. The only thing I've ever tried to do is encourage them. And when I say encourage them, I encourage them to maintain the bits and pieces that make them them in the relationship. So, like, if you have these hobbies that you had coming into the relationship, I I support you in continuing those hobbies. Like, I would hope my significant other would support me in continuing the podcast. I, I support you yeah. in continuing to hang out with your friends. You know, hey, your friends are doing this. Go hang out with your friends. Like, you know, be you. Be your own person. We don't have to be literally one where we're glued to each other's hip. Like, from the moment we get off work, we're hip to hip. You going to the store? Okay, I'm coming too. You going to the gym? Okay, I'm coming too. Going to hang out with your friends? Okay, I'm coming too. Like, you don't have to do that every single I'm time. I'm going to stop it right there. And you know the crazy thing about that? Like, like, like I witness things like that. And then in the, at the end of the day, somebody will feel like they're being controlled. It was like, nah, like that person, you know, he's a gym rat or she's a gym rat. And they chose to go to the gym all the time and you went with them. But you felt like you were in a controlling relationship because you kept doing what they wanted to do. Like, nah, it don't rock like that. Like you have to, once again, you have to be rational. Like you have to be rational. You have to speak. Yeah. Be rational and speak. You're an adult. And if you're sitting there with somebody that is a gym rat and you're not a gym rat, you should hey, you should be like, hey, man, you know, I realize you're a gym rat or whatever, you know, you go five days a week. I'm going to just go three in these other two days. I'm going to do my own thing. Like, s- communication, speak up. Like, that's okay. Because I never want you to feel like, damn, like, and since I'm a gym rat and I'm going to stand firm in my schedule. Because most gym rats have a schedule and they're going to stand firm to the most. So... In that moment, that other person feels like, damn, well, if I want to spend time with this person, I got to get on their schedule. And that person feels control, you know, and it's it's it sucks to be in a situation. But I mean, that's it's the truth. Like you're literally you're adjusting your schedule to your loved one. And at the same time, it's a compromise that you kind of don't want to make. Like it's not an effortless compromise. So but, therefore you feel control. But like I put I, like I put on my Instagram a few days ago, uh, settling is expecting less than what you need while compromising is expecting less than what you want. And like in, in those definitions, the key things are the needs and the wants. Like if you're having to, to settle on what you need, then you're definitely in the wrong place. But if you have to compromise on, on the things that you want, I mean, that's we what we do every single day. Yes. I would like to get up and drive a Bentley to work in the morning, but I'm going to drive this Dodge Charger that I got. Like, you know, that's that, that's what it is. Like, But when it comes to relationships and things you have the power over and, and quote unquote control over like your position in that relationship, you have to exercise that. Because if you just go with the flow, here I am, I'm going to think, oh, well, yeah, she likes coming to the gym with me five days a week when she secretly despises it. Man, man, like I remember a long time ago you used a um example of um, she going to the movies and like you know like maybe not liking to see certain movies and not going to the movies period and like this person is making this compromise and I honestly feel like a lot of people make these compromises and it's not it's not a it's not like a it is not a natural compromise it's almost like they feel like they have no other choice yeah and in that moment when they feel like that if they when they feel helpless they feel controlled because in that moment they don't really feel like they're making that decision. It's like, well, this is my only option on the table. So it's either it's there it's a it's an ultimatum that doesn't favor you in the end. So therefore you feel controlled. Yeah. But um I I guess I guess I bring this up to say that I remember I remember she said something about, man, like, what if I wanted to just walk out my house, you know, with my shirt off, my titties out? And I'm like, she was like, but you know what? We can't do that because these stupid laws that were put in place, you know, they forbid that, you know, and that's, you know, that's just another example of, you know, a man, you know, a man being in control, like it's a way of controlling us. And once again, I don't disagree, but I feel like that's an easy way to put a negative spin on something that could possibly have a positive spin to it. How do we know that when this rule was made up that when women were, when, when, when in the beginning of the settling times, when they decided, like, hey, you know what? We don't want y'all to walk around with your titties out. Put your, put your titties away. Put your, t- put your titties away because, one, we don't necessarily want to control y'all, but we want to protect y'all from predators. We want to protect the kids. Like, 
I understand that nowadays, y'all don't give a fuck about these kids talk about sex at seven years old. But two, three hundred years ago, they wanted to preserve the innocence of these kids. And the only time a little child was seeing a woman's breast was when he was being breastfed or when she was being breastfed. They don't need to see women's women's breast when they're walking around the street at 12, 13 years old. And once again, this is not a right or wrong thing, but it's a, it's a it's a it's a societal ill. And when I say that, it's like, hey, we chose to sexualize boobs. Boobs are heavily sexualized now. Heavily sexualized. So when you heavily sexualize something, you pay the consequence. And I feel like not only it's not just men that sexualize boobs, it's it's women too. Like women know that if they can they can go into a job interview, you know, have a little bit Some of that brush out, you know, like cleavage out, and it can help. Just like just get and, them out and, of the ticket. And what? <laughs> and who's falling for this? Men, because men tend to be weak minded. What is seeing a little titty gonna do for you? Nothing. That doesn't mean she could do her job well. Like, how's these little titties? <laughs> and you that? might give her these job, this job, and you never see that cleavage you again. You never gonna see she, she come in covered all the way up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you let her get off this speeding ticket for what? Because she shows you a little boob. So you got a story to go back and tell the boys. Come on Cause, now. Because because like, with us is it's, it's always a dick measuring contest. Man, it's always a dick measuring contest, man. It is, man. It is heavily, man. Like. I think uh, I think comp- competition is cool, but I also think competition breeds a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary bad energy. Like I don't need, I don't feel the need to compete with all my. Like, I got homeboys that have podcasts. I got homegirls that that have that have podcasts or podcast type outlets. Like I don't feel the need to con- compete with them. Like we can all grow together. You know, like I just don't understand that mindset of of competing to the point where nobody's getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, all y'all doing is limiting y'all network. Like y'all limiting the market. Like, like, okay, I know 500 people, you know, 500 people, we come together. We get, we, we made that a thousand, but guess what? Niggas, niggas want to compete. I'm going <laughs> to keep my 500 and, keep and, I'm, five. and I'm going to try to poach your five. Come on, man. It shouldn't be like that, dog. That shit weak, dog. That shit real weak. Bro, we're we're weak as a society, and I feel like we're getting weaker by the day. And even in in the conversation I had with my grandmother today, she's like, people would rather subliminally go at each other than to to call this person up and say, hey, you know what? I got a problem with you. This is my problem. This is why I don't mess with you. Or, hey, I miss you, and I don't want to talk to you, but I do want to talk to you. But since I don't want to talk to you and I do want to talk to you, I'm not going to talk directly to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that, that, and and my grandma, she's in her mid seventies. Like you know, and that's not the generation she's from. She's not from this tech, this um, what, what did they say um earlier? This information age or whatever. Like where everything you do roots from the phone in your hand. So to her, it's like you know, why don't people just talk to each other? She's like every person that I, that I've known in my life that hated me, she knew why because <laughs> they had to tell her or yeah. some or they had to tell somebody that told her. Yeah. Now people will just be beefed up with you for no reason, and you'll never know because they just stay on the internet with it, or throwing them subliminals and shit, or like, throw subliminals. Uh, I don't got time for these subs. <laughs> Speak English. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I think you said people are scared to be people or are scared to be themselves. I think men are scared to be men more than ever right now. Absolutely, it's terrifying, and it and it just goes to show, like, like, come on, bro, like. You should be proud to be a fucking man, especially if you know that you're a stand-up guy. That's exactly, like, exactly. And I'm not finna say, like, I think when people say, oh, if you're a real man, shut the fuck up. There's no such thing as a real man. You're either a man or you're not, you know, like, and, and I say stand-up guy to say, like, if you know you're doing everything in your power to, to make your mother proud, because that's what a lot of men are built on, like, they're built on making their mother proud, built on making their parents proud, like, do you see, do you think that the life that you're living can mentor another young dude? Whether, it, you know, and I was about to say young nigga, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, even as a white man, like, does Bill Clinton or Donald Trump feel like they're carrying themselves in a way that they would want their sons to carry themselves? Like, and they say no, no. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. They probably do feel that way. That's fine. But if that's the case, if you really feel that way. That's fine, and not, and that's all that should matter. Yeah, I mean that's all that should matter. Like like when you raise your son, the only thing that should matter is you know 
if 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 what he does based off what you taught him is an accurate representation in the future. Real talk, real talk. I mean, there are so many different archetypes of a man. Like, we we go to this nice guy thing all the time, but being a nice guy is just one type of man. I, I believe even on the show that they even said that. Um, I want to say that they kind of implied that the nice guy is a manipulator to an extent because he uses that nice guy image, the nice guy lingo to, to you know, get his way underhandedly because, I mean, at the end of the day, he isn't just a nice guy. Like, he's he's nice but for the, for the reason of attaining a goal. He's not really nice. But I think everybody has a goal they're trying to attain. True, true. The nice true. guy... Still wants to get those draws just as much as the asshole but does. But he wants to do it in a way that doesn't make him look like a dick. Even, even, not even that. So, like, he might want to do it in a way that makes you feel more valued than a guy that's just going to hit you up at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, what you doing? I'm on my way through. The nice guy might, you know, take you out, you know, spend the whole evening with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, might look to, to continue doing this in the future. Yeah. The, the asshole might just hit you up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, what you doing? I'm on my way over. I'm about 15 minutes out. You know, depending on the type of woman you like. It depends on the type of woman you are. Depends on which guy you pick. Yeah, respond. Yeah, but respond, like every, yeah. the, the nice guy has a motive. Yeah, yeah. The bad the guy, guy has, has a motive. motive. The, guy, the, the, the man, man has, has a, motive. a motive. Of course. Of course. Like everybody has their motive. I don't go to work because I like working. I go to work because I got to pay bills. Real talk. Like, <laughs> I have a motive. My motive of going to job, going to work is to pay these bills. Straight up. It's not going because I just want to help the United States of America be better. Wow. No, I'm trying to pay these bills and live. Straight up. Straight that's up. what that's what my ulterior motive is straight to going up. to work. Yeah, yeah. There there is definitely an underlying re, a under there underlining motivation that gets you up every day. And for a lot of us, I mean, a lot of us do love what we do. That's cool. I, I'm pretty sure J Mark he gets up, he's ready to go cut hair. You know, uh, I, I I I couldn't even believe it. I just said that because I don't believe J Mark wants to. Get, I, I know Jay Mark tired of us for real. Like he's like, man, I'm tired of cutting these niggas hair, man. But bro, I know man. he's tired of me because I've, I've missed the last two weeks. Oh damn, yeah, you ain't shit. That's, that's that's solid money out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think at least for the most part, that nigga know he ain't got a clock in and he ain't got a clock out. He he, he, he he's his, his own, own boss. And yeah, and he's good at what he does. So when people call, it's like I really work on appointment only, so you can't just come in here and sit because. I'm gonna just I'm, look at you like you're stupid. Yeah, you might be, be sitting for a while, and then you know my last appointment seven thirty. That doesn't mean I'm finna get you in. That means I'm finna get out. Man, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I, we were talking about manipulation earlier today. That's why I kind of I, I kept <laughs> that was in my head. I'm like, I think a lot of people don't even don't even realize when they're being manipulators. I don't think they do. Like you could do you could say some of the simplest shit. And not realizing that you're manipulating this situation to get your own way. And me personally, I don't ever, like, I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything, but I don't think that I've ever been able to be identified as a manipulator. Because, like, first of all, I keep a lot of my feelings to myself. Because I'm, I'm, I have this manner, I have this internal philosophy that's like, I like to take care of a lot of my own fucking problems. And I mean, exactly. A lot of people I'm not going to tell you about me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, and that's cool because I mean I'm a single guy. I'm, a lot of my problems don't even have to deal with other people. Like, a lot of my problems are internal. Like, they're shit that I have to deal with on my own. Just, just and, some mental or emotional stuff. That, yeah, you know. Like, if I tell you there isn't anything you're gonna be able to do, but give me some suggestions. Exactly. That I'm probably not gonna take. Yeah, real talk, real talk, real talk. But yeah, man, like I really feel like some of some really good-hearted people don't realize that they're manipulators. And, and I'm only saying that because I'm hoping so. But even even think about it. Like, you you're, you're, you learn how to manipulate at such a young age. True. There's a difference between my niece staying with her grandma and my niece staying with her great-grandma. Like, she'll, she knows, oh, I can do this and great-grandma let me get away with it. But if I do this with grandma, if I do this with mom, I'm not going to get away with it. You know how to manipulate the oh, person yeah. that you're under. See... And that's like, the crazy and it's, thing. And it's kids. That's kids. She's yeah. six. They, they don't even realize that they're manipulating. No. Like they can't. They wouldn't term it as manipulating, but they know that they're they have a strategy in mind where they're gonna get their way. Yeah. Great. Gra- that's great. Grandma say get in bed. You say, oh, please let me get five more minutes. And she say, okay, five minutes turn out. Mom say get in bed. She's like, okay, let me get in bed before I get my ass. You can't manipulate mom. that situation. Yeah. You know better. You know better. You know. And and I think. 
and I'm, I'm going to make sure I word this carefully so I'm not, you know, sounding like a basher of any gender. <laughs> um, both both genders, for sure, have a, have ways of manipulating a situation because both... Well, it's situational because both of them know what they bring to the table. Like, you'll have a guy that knows that, you know, hey, she, 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 she digmatized. I know she want this, you know. And then you have a, a female that, you know, got a nigga pussy whip. So therefore, they use that to their advantage. So mm-hmm. they manipulate the situation, you know. And for a guy to hit a girl up at 2 o'clock in the morning, to me, like, you ain't fuck with this chick all day, but then you hit her up at 2 o'clock in the morning because you want some, and you've technically manipulated that relationship based on the fact that you knew and you, you're confident a lot of times that she's going to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning because you got her digmatized. Just like and she going to fuck with your sorry ass. Exactly. Just like when a chick got you pussy whipped, she knows, like, I'm going to just hold out uh, and and if if I, when I want something, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I I, I know he wants me. Yeah, so, it's manipulating you know, the situation. Whenever I whenever I want to give him something or you know get something from him, you know, I'll, hey hey, I'm coming over. Yeah, or because you, you know he's not gonna say no. Yeah, yeah, true. And and, and and in comparison to the nice guy that may manipulate the situation, you also have the damsel in distress. Like, you know, you you do have women out there that will kind of play that that card. It's a softer way of doing it, like the I miss you card or like you could be busy as fuck, but they feel the need to 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 make sure that they implant in your mind like, hey, I ain't seen you in a while. Like, you know, and it's and it's basically like you could be busy as fuck and they're doing that unknowingly to let you know that, hey, in some part of your day, you're going to have to break free from what you're doing to come fuck with me because that's what I want. Some of them don't take it to heart when you don't when you don't come, but that is their way of manipulating the situation because some men aren't very aggressive about messing with certain women. Like uh, if a, a busy man, especially like a dude has a lot of shit going on, he just ain't got a lot of free time to come fuck with you like that. A guy with free time will manipulate the fuck out of you. That's that's big. That's big fact right there. Like a, a cat a cat that got a lot of free time is definitely going to manipulate the fuck out of you. Like. He ain't got that shit else going on. He's gonna heat check you all the time. Just hit you. Uh, just hit yeah. you up. See how quick you respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, whew, man, us us men have some tactics. We do. And we do. I don't know the women tactics. Like I have some homegirls that are close to me that I wouldn't even want to tell me. So I wouldn't want to tell the podcast audience the things that they have told me because it doesn't sound as legit coming from me. Like if they ever get a chance to come on the show, I want it. I want them to hear. it. From the horses, man. Yeah. Because I want women to be on the, the other side thinking like, yeah, girl, you ain't lying. I be doing that shit. <laughs> you know, it's that's the thing. Like, we can be critical of each other, but at the same time, it's almost like it still sounds so much better when it comes from a, from a woman when you're talking about women shit. Because even as men, at times, we know the moves that women are making and, and the end goal that they're going with the route of the game that they're playing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yet we still get get wrapped up into it. Nigga over here dying this shit, man. That truth got hard to swallow, that truth, me. Yeah, oh, that truth got real hard to swallow. Like, for instance, on the last episode, <clears throat> I was talking about, you know, I feel like people, because people, you talked about time bombs, and I wasn't trying to be insensitive or anything, but at the same time, I really feel like you could, you could, you could rewind back 50, 60 years ago, and the, uh, modern science has done so much in the the in the field of gynecology where you have to accept the fact that I mean whether you whether you trust your doctor or not that you know modern science has proven time and time again that health is a serious issue in in in, in birth and I honestly feel like no matter what both genders men and women both. Trying Both. to procreate needs to be healthy. Both. Like I don't I can't stress that enough. I mean, obviously, there's a biological clock, but realistically, you can you can man, you can you can man, the shit that you can go from the shit that you can change from impossible to possible will be amazing if you stay proactive about it. Bro, it's literally like like we're we're kinda we're kinda on the I wanna say we're on the backside of the fitness boom. Definitely. 
But still, during the fitness boom, there's basically been a gym put on every corner. Of course. There's and in in apartment complexes, they have the the, the recreational yeah. centers. And they're, um, they're less su- simplified now. They're they're a lot more complex now. In in subdivisions, they have a, a rec center with with some kind of exercise equipment. Definitely. Granted, it's still cheaper to go out and purchase bad food. Of course. Because you can go fuck up a dollar menu quicker than you I'm can say. A, a McDonald's dollar menu compared to a, a Chick Fil A salad, you know, is 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 astronomical in, in in what the calories that you're gonna get and the type of food you're gonna get from the dollar menu based on this quote unquote healthy salad that you went and got. But I'm gonna stop you there though. The game has changed so much that fast food is yes, it's fast food, but that doesn't that doesn't make it unhealthy because like you got even Burger King using 100 percent beef, so it's 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 even if you find beef healthy. You could get it at a fast food restaurant. You can get a salad at a fast food restaurant. I had this um this this book I downloaded from this guy, and he literally tells you these this is this is the most healthiest thing you can get at every fast food place. Like you get this you get this menu item, you take this off or at this or whatever, and this is the healthiest thing you can get at this fast. So even when you're on the run and you're moving fast, you could still eat relatively healthy. Straight up, you really so can. All like all the tools are there for you, kind of like you said. You know, so getting up in age isn't a bad thing it, anymore. It's, not, it's more about how you're taking care of this yeah, body. It's not a death sentence anymore. It's it, it's definitely not a death sentence anymore. And I'm no OBG, oh, what is it, OBGYN? That's not Odell me. Odell Beckham Jr.? It's just whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, that ain't me, but I mean, I was in the house with a nurse for 30, 30 plus years. And I mean, she stressed health all the time. Like, whether it was mental health, physical health, she was like, "You got to keep yourself in shape. You got to eat right. Like, you don't, you don't like. It, life is not about sitting there thinking, oh, 'Oh, I'm just gonna live to be 75.' You never know what's gonna happen at 35, 45, 55. Like, you want to live a you, long you can't, life. You can't look at these arteries in the mirror and see, oh, oh exactly. I'm only 12 percent clogged. I'm alright. Come right. on, you know. But um, even on that note, um, I want, I want to say. Even though I was probably gonna save a lot of this for for next week, as long as you know everything goes as planned, I did want to touch touch on mental health b- before we close out because um, I need people to realize something that, in my personal opinion, if if I I kind of look at my mind and my mental health or my mentality as something that is either gonna make me better. Or it's going to conquer me. And when I'm in those type of situations, I kind of feel like if I get conquered by my mental, by my mental in that moment, I have, I'm, I'm weak. Cause when you're in a situation, it's either, it's strong. It's, it, you can, you can have, you can look and be like, okay, that's strong versus strong. But then whoever, whoever loses is going to be seen as the weaker. Right. Right. You know, so it, that's kind of how I look at it. So even last week when I had said that, Somebody I consider a person like, you know, weak ass, you know, if they have if they, you know, if they're falling victim or they're they're playing the victim to them, you know, to their mental health. I kind of feel like it's weak because, I mean, it is weak. You've lost to your to your mind like you let your mind defeat you. The stronger thing won and your mind was strong and the negative mind was so strong. It beat your it beat your possibly positive mind because you didn't come with a game plan and. I'm very, I'm very keen on thinking things through. Like I, I think a lot of shit through. I, ta- I, I don't move fast. Do you think you overthink? Nah. And I really don't think that there's a such thing as overthinking. I think you either think right or you think wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like it's like it's like you either ask the right questions or you ask the wrong questions. And I, I don't think I necessarily overthink. I think I don't think people necessarily overthink. I, pe- I think people think wrong. Like, yeah. They think they jump to conclusions. A person will jump to a conclusion and say, oh, I'm just overthinking. No, you're jumping to a conclusion that makes absolutely no sense. You can't jump to that conclusion because that ain't what happened <laughs> or that that might not happen. It's If it's a possibility, if it's a 50-50 thing and then you go with the negative thing, you just thought wrong. It ain't overthinking. It happens. Yeah, you know, but um, just to put things into perspective, like the more and more you like look at mental health, it's funny because... I've noticed, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, we as Americans, 
a quarter of our population identifies as being like having a mental disorder. And I find that amazing because the the further and further you go down the rabbit hole, you notice that countries like Germany, Africa, Japan, less than eight or nine percent of their populations identify as having a mental disorder. Like you got to think about that. You got to really, really sit there and think like, damn, like you're telling me that as Americans in these 50 states, we have more people that identify as being mentally disturbed or mentally unhealthy compared to an entire country, an entire country. Like that is baffling. And I'm not sure if it was Nigeria or if it was like, cause another thing, like you got to understand something like you look at Nigeria, that's like 250 million. You look at the United States of America, that's like 350 million. People don't look at it like that. People like to look at it like the United States and Africa. You do that, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Like, you take the United States and you put every fucking African military together, we're going to die. Yeah. It it, it ain't going to work out in our favor. So, think about the United States, these 50 states, and then you take a country like Nigeria, which is not necessarily poor, but they do have a very corrupt government. And they definitely don't have the same freedoms that we have. And there are less people out there that identify as being mentally unhealthy. And I, I can and I can already hear the argument with that just being based on the fact of maybe the access to health care, blah, blah, blah. Well, shit, let's take Germany, Japan. Like, those, I want to say one of those places have a social, uh, socialized medicine. And health care should not be a big problem in a lot of those. I mean, shit, Canada wasn't on that list of being 25% unhealthy mm-hmm. like come on like i don't i'm not even surprised anymore at the fact that we have mass shootings i'm not even surprised that <laughs> it's just another day it's yeah like suicides come on like you have to to me i'm at the point where it's definitely environmental like mental disorders are environmental a lot of the times unless you're talking about autism or somebody that's down syndrome or somebody that is legitimately mentally retarded then somebody telling me that Oh, you know, um, they're bipolar. Like, unless you get diagnosed with, you know, being bipolar or being depressed, like, I'm, 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 I'm honestly gonna look at you like you're possibly seeking attention, which a lot of us Americans do. Mm-hmm. This is a very, this is definitely, we definitely, we definitely at this time, in this down, in this time period, we live in a cry for me type culture. Like, you know, you know, what was me? Like that shit, like. We thrive off being weak. I mean, victimhood is a trending thing. So therefore, it makes sense why so many people out here, instead of fighting for themselves, they go seek help. Because I mean, now it's the popular thing to do. And I'm addressing this because I mean, when we talked about last week, it made it seem like we didn't really necessarily like care about people that were seeking therapy or we didn't believe in therapy. But it's just like, come on, like, I mean, I've been to therapy, oh, so, yeah, so for you know, I, and I definitely do believe in it because mm-hmm. I believe in having that biased opinion, or was it that unbiased opinion? Yeah, unbi- yeah, yeah, definitely. You you see how how the biased opinions go when exactly. that we have in our lives. Like they don't they don't motivate you at all, and, and not no. saying that your therapist is there to motivate you, but they're there to you know to give you some kind of insight. The biased opinions that we have in our life, they they're gonna tell you what they think. Definitely, and not and not because they're not they're not trained to you know make you expand on your thoughts and your feelings and to pull them out of the deep layers that you've bottled in. So when you're when you're sharing this information with friends and stuff, they they might be dismissive. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you need to do that anyways. Whatever, what have you. Yeah. So like like so in no way are we bashing therapy. Like I said, it's something that that I've done, and you know, but it's not it's not a, a a fix all. Cause like like we've been like I would say maybe even the theme of this whole episode is that you know you can't have faith without work, so you can't Definitely. have faith in all therapy and you don't work on yourself. Exactly. Like and that one or two times a week can't be the only time that you put in work on yourself. Exactly. I mean it's just like going to the gym. It's it's a constant process. I mean everything that you're doing in order to get healthy, it definitely it has to become a lifestyle. So in my opinion, even if you're going to couples therapy, like you can't only be trying to fix things when you're going to couples therapy. Like, oh, we go to couples therapy because we need these moments to talk it out. No, 
outside of couples therapy that you need to you need to be have applying these to talk things. it out. Yeah, like it ain't just about talking it out. Because if that's the case, you could just pull a random motherfucker on the street and just start talking to him. But I learned after watching uh Daredevil season three, like um the the cat bulls bullseye, his therapist, the one he likes the most, you know, um, spoiler alert, she passes <laughs> she passes away, and um she told him like. You're the type of person that needs that North Star to guide them. And sometimes you just have to kind of seek that out in people. You know, some people just need that shoulder to lean on. Right. And if you are that type of person and you recognize you're that type of person, then instead of being around shitty people, then put yourself around supportive people. And you'll be much better off. So I believe in therapy, but I also believe that Americans tend to be I believe that we we suffer from the disorder of this ongoing you know being mentally unhealthy thing just just based off of our environment and the American culture which is like somebody said earlier tonight like chasing money you know just being greedy and that external motivation that people have to obtain these material things can become very stressful and depressing so therefore, I kind of see why people seek therapy because they're like, "Fuck, I just need somebody to talk to." Because everybody out here chasing money. I, 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 I believe in the, in the therapy with accountability. Definitely, you have to take some accountability for for the things that you're doing in in your life, and that's why I, I like. And I told you, like, you know, I was being one of those people when I was listening to that Mac Miller album, but like, I got hooked on, onto that 2009 song because it it seems like he was coming out of whatever he was in at that time. And he was like, you know, nowadays I don't, you know, I don't stress. I just take a breath and shine. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I've, I've overcome those things now. Like, I don't let the things weigh me down that used to. You know, I just take a breath and I take them in stride and I just keep on keeping on. And so, like, you know, you, you work on that. You just yeah. don't go to therapy and go to therapy and go to therapy. And that it's like me. If I'm a, if I go to the gym and go to the gym and go to the gym and all I do is stand in there. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go here. I'm going to stand here for an hour. I'm not going to get any better. I have to lift something. Yeah. I have to run. Like just going isn't enough. You have to put some work in. Yeah, you definitely. That should have been my words of advice. I got another one though. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. That's good. clutch. Yeah, yeah. That's that's real though. I mean, man, like I, I really enjoyed last episode. I enjoyed this episode right here too. I enjoy every episode, but um, I, I think at times you know it's it's important to just like you know stop for a second and just like hey, let's check the audience because we have a certain goal in this podcast. And it's and, and I don't want to be like Breakfast Club. I don't want to be like even the Joe Budden podcast. I don't want to be that source of. I don't know. I really do like the Joe Budden podcast. No, no, I'm, I'm saying it's cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, people love Breakfast Club, but I'm just saying, like, at times they can be a good source of negativity or just a source of anger. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I come on here, I be chilling, bro. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be angry. I be good. <laughs> like a lot of the shit I come on here with, I be, I make sure I. I it, it's if it doesn't sound well thought out, I make sure it is. But at the end of the day, I don't want to come on here angry. If I wanted to do a podcast about anger, this, this whole wouldn't be called no boundary podcast. Trust <laughs> me. But um, shit, I guess we can go on the words of advice now, man. It's, it's it's getting late. Yeah, or it's getting early, depending on what side know, of the clock you're on. I know. I mean, shit. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> hey, hey guys. Man. Hey man. <laughs> um. I would just say if if you're if you're in a place in your life where you don't you don't I guess I can say that you know based on what we're watching earlier tonight I feel like being having a purpose you know being driven and actually having um something to wake up for I think I think you definitely have to establish that sooner or later like why are you waking up and when you wake up, are you appreciating the fact that you are awake? Because that is a blessing. So my words of advice is, I feel like before you get to 2019, you know, hopefully everybody makes it to 2019. Before we all get to 2019, I think it's time to start, you know, asking yourself, why am I even waking up? Why am I going to work? I mean, yeah, I'm paying bills, but... Is that all I'm doing? Is that all I want to do? Like... Like, seriously, like, what do you want to do? Like, me and Jay like doing this podcast shit. 
This shit is fun. You know, I like raising my son. I like teaching my son different things. I like working out. I like, I like, I like my job. You know, I don't feel like I'm merely just existing. And I feel like if 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 you're living a lifestyle where you're just existing, then you you need to right now as you're listening to this words of advice, you need to ask yourself that: Am I just existing? Am I just taking up space on this planet? Don't kill yourself, but you know, ask yourself that. Like Mac Miller said, life ain't a life till you live it. Real talk. I dig it. Rest in peace to Mac. Uh, my words of advice this week. Um, short and sweet to the point. It costs you nothing to mind your own business. Don't cost a goddamn thing. Nothing. Keep your two cents. God. Hey. Niggas be nosy. No, Nick, no, niggas like they have that holier than thou complex. And let me it's, it's just the whole let me show you how to do it. Since I since I done it this way, or I looked in, you know, oh I won the lottery. I used the quick pick, but let me tell you how to win the lottery. Make your make sure your home is in order. I'm telling you, man. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Oh. Universal law sound like And me. most people are living in glass houses these days. They don't even know it. They're living in delusion, bro. They they realities is 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 they don't see the reality as it is, man. They tell you. Little do they know. Little they know Thanos will come fuck that shit up in one one snap. And things will be perfectly balanced like all things should be. (laughs) And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?